Welcome to the Crazy Blonde Podcast, where I'll be talking to badass women in midlife who are shifting the perception of what midlife is supposed to be. In episode number one, I'll be talking to photographer Carla Colson about how to live the life of your dreams. So, hi everyone. I'm so excited about my very first podcast, and I'm even more excited about my very first guest. Um, Today, I'm going to be talking with Carla Colson, and Carla is an internationally acclaimed photographer. Her work has been in numerous magazines. She's published three books and collaborated on five books. And to me, she is the most amazing coach and mentor. She has helped me with everything from my blog and business to being a really great friend just in my personal life. And so um, I just want to get on with the interview and say thank you so much to Carla for being my very first guest. So hi. My pleasure. Hi. (laughs) Thank Um, you for having me. (laughs) Well, I just want to ask you the first question that that Mm. always comes to my mind because I know a little bit about your story and I want you to share some of that, but how did you decide that you wanted to be a photographer? Um, It was really, I took a journey to, to find that I wanted to become a photographer. So to make it short, um, I literally had a midlife crisis uh, when I was 35 and I realised I was living a life that wasn't fulfilling for me in many ways. I was missing really important components like love, passion for what I wanted to do, tribe. I felt like I was really in the wrong life. And I tried to stay in that life for so long till one day I was sent a message from the universe that was so extraordinary that I had to leave. And for those of you who don't know my story, it was a I was given the gift from my local Thai takeaway of the client of the year. So <laughs> in that moment, I realized my life really had, you know, the sum of my life. That was the sum of my life. So I decided to speak to my business partner and ask him for a year off. And I thought in that year, because I had a business since I was uh, 23 years age, age 23 years old at that stage, um, I thought that if I had a year off, I could just fix all this stuff inside of me and come back, and I could be okay. Um, so what I did was I created this amazing list of all the things that I felt were missing in my life. Um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I didn't know where it was going to take me. But I wanted to try lots of different experiences to see whether that was the thing that was missing. So it included going to the outback and working on a farm, working in another company. I just went, I actually went and worked for somebody else, trips to Italy and France. And then it was only when I was in Italy that I remember walking into a piazza and thinking, wow, I feel really good here. And so I decided to stay. I I cancelled the rest of my year and I stayed um, for about six months at that time and I lived with this incredible woman who was just a natural life coach and she said to me one day when I had to go back and sort out my business, oh, you take really great pictures. Why don't you become a photographer? And I thought, well, all I want to do is for the second part of my life is do something I love and I really do like taking pictures. Well, maybe I'll become a photographer. So I signed up to photography school and you know, I, it was just a hunch at that point and uh, it was only really when I walked into a dark room and saw those first pictures developing in the developer that I was seriously hooked. So that's my little journey to becoming a photographer. So I guess as they say, the rest is history. Yeah. 
but it took a great deal of courage to step out of your of your company in the first place mm-hmm. and take that year off. And and so I guess my question to you is, how did you get past the fear of that and actually decide to go for it? Some people would be so immobilized by the mm-hmm. fear of the unknown, and it seems like you just really welcomed that and embraced it. I think, well, I was fortunate, and I would recommend this to anyone out there. I mean, I was fortunate to have a year to consider what I might like to do. So I didn't pack up that day and say, okay, I'm off to Italy and off I go. So really it was a process and my whole, you know, I've been away 18 years now. It's, it's been a process. Every year is a process. So I think having the fortune to go off and I like to imagine like a chicken scratching the dirt and see, oh, what do we got over here? And I'll go over here and have a look. And it was really, um, once I was in Italy and I did this Italian course and I lived with this amazing woman and I was just so open to a new way of living, I I just knew in my heart I couldn't go back to that other life. So actually my fear was that I would get stuck again. So I used, I guess, if you want to in reverse, my fear. Um, people used to say to me, oh, you're so brave, you're so courageous. And, I, and actually I, I even wrote it in my first book. No, actually I was frightened. <laughs> I was frightened that I would... I wouldn't get out. So I really used that fear to every day when I thought, oh, my God, this is complicated. My business partner doesn't want to buy my business. What am I going to do? How am I going to do it? I would just hang on to that thing. I want this other life. And I really had this strong desire for this other life. So, you know, years later, I've learned a lot about manifesting and law of attraction. And I really understand now that it was that really clear desire to have this life in Italy that got me there through those dark days. So. Um, yeah, so maybe you used your fear. Um, you concentrated really strongly on what you did want and the life mm. that you wanted to lead, but you used your fear of mm. having to go back to the life that you hated or or it wasn't your passion to mm. really propel you forward. And, yeah. and so how long did it take you after you graduated from photography school to really start making money as a photographer and to begin to create the life that you had dreamed of? Well, I had a really um, interesting situation because I had a a chunk of money from my business that was going to last only a very short time. (laughs) So I had enough enough money to educate myself, which was I spent a whole year at photography school. And then I, I probably had another, living very simply, I had another year. So because I'd had a business and I was, you know, I had a successful business before I was turning over a million dollars in my late 20s. Um, selling corporate clothing, I understood that, you know, um, you need to go and see people about your product. And even though photography was my product, I understood that I had to get out there and show it. So I was highly motivated, again, because I just was so in love with this life I'd created in Italy that I I really um, wanted to to get my, get my work published and I really had this vision to be a travel photographer at the time and I had a great fortune to have this um, photography teacher who told us no one's going to publish your work unless you go and create stories and then you go and pitch them to magazines. So that's exactly what I did. So I think, you know, I finished photography school in December and in March I had a 13-page spread in Marie Claire in Australia which was just the most extraordinary beginning and um, I remember when they told me and rang me and told me what was happening, I, I just sat in my car and cried because I thought, oh, my God, this dream can be real. Like now 
it's it's going to be a reality. So economically what happened for me, and I think this is really interesting for anyone out there listening, is that, um, you know, I didn't really understand about manifesting at the time, but what I did understand was that uh, what I did know was that I wanted this thing badly. You know, I was so hooked into this dream and this, because actually it was my reality by then, that I did anything I could, you know, which we, we would call inspired action now, um, to to make it happen. So I went to, to see magazines in London. I went to see magazines in Australia. Um, I end up with so many pictures because I travel all over Italy that I, I came up with an idea for a book. And, you know, I think it was in my second year, second or third year out of photography school, I got my first book contract. So actually um, what I understood, I understand now after all these years of, um, you know, coaching and, and reading and understanding the, the law of attraction is that I, at the time, things came to me very, very easily because my clarity was really um, sharp. Like I knew what I wanted. And also I had the deadline of the the money finishing, so I had to get on my bike and get, make it happen. <laughs> so I think I think there's no greater motivation than the empty bank account. Um, but, you know, I had a, a wonderful, wonderful start and I my first book, Italian Joy, became a bestseller in Australia. And one day it was just the most amazing thing. You know, I was sitting in Florence and I got a check for $33,000. And it might as well have been half a million dollars. It was like the most joyous money I ever earned in my entire life because it was from a book of my story of, of falling in love with photography, changing my life, and then finding the simple life in all things Italian. So here I had done something I loved um, with joy and I, I got paid for it. So for me, it was it was just really unbelievable. It was like, you know, I, I had so many miracles happen to me. Um, and that was, you know, that was a miracle. That was a giant miracle, but I had small miracles happen as well. So it was really, uh, you know, when I look back now, I think, wow, I was so in the, I was so in the flow, things came to me easily. And I think that's the thing. If people could hook into what they love, things come to you. It's like you, Suzanne, you know, your life is rocking and rolling because you are so passionate about your story, about what you've got to say, about what you've got to share with women. Um, things things will always come to you. You know, one thing that I would ask you because I'm assuming that my my because my target audience is women my age and I'm 15 mm. years old. What mm. what advice would you give to women who are in their early to mid 50s and they really are not satisfied with their life and they want to make a change and they want to do something different? And mm. I say it's never too late to start, but definitely it's a different time in life and so what would your advice be to women who are older and in a different season about mm. um the possibilities of starting something fresh and new and and just making a life change at, at this age i i'm a firm believer because even when i was 35 then people thought that was too late you know um i'm a firm believer that you every day of your life counts Every day of your life is precious. Every day you wake up, it's, it's a new day. It's a, a day to rejoice. It's a day to, to create, to celebrate. So for me, it's never too late. You know, like it wouldn't matter if you're 89 and you wanted to do something crazy. Um, I think what the best thing for people to do is really to, to ask themselves the question, you know, what have they denied themselves? What haven't they said yes to? What, what 
inside of them um, have they just put aside? And things don't have to be radical. Like my life was radical. I got on a plane and went to Italy and never, sort of never came back. But, you know, change doesn't have to be that radical. Change can be, you know, you want to have a great core, like your video, <laughs> or, you know, um, you want to go learn something, get really, really good at something. You know, I've got women coming on my workshops um, who are in their 50s and I've even got a woman who's in her 70s and she is an amazing photographer. And, you know, it's never too late to learn anything. So it may be that you you may you may or may not want to start a business, you may or may not want to do something, but um, it may be something like you want to get good at doing something. It's today's the day is what I'd say. I mean, today is an amazing day to start anything. So it's never too late and don't have to take these massive steps. You can just take baby steps every day. And, you know, I, I say to people all the time, like, you know, um, young photographers contact me and they'll look at me and look at what's happened to me and they'll say, oh, my God, but, you know, how did you do that? And I just say I just put one foot in front of the other every day. I did something every day and I've done that for the past 18 years. So it's, you know, I'm a bit of a tortoise actually. <laughs> Uh, you were taking one step every day, but you also had a very clear vision of what you wanted your life to be like. And when when you speak of manifesting, how important do you think the clarity of your vision is in talking about manifesting your dreams? Um, and, you know, manifesting really is understanding the law of attraction and how that can work in your life. And so, um, I guess if you could just take the the idea of the law of attraction and the clarity of the vision and, and what you think about all of that. I think the clarity of the vision, if you're lucky to have it, is really powerful. Um, I didn't have that when I started. So when I started, I started with, well, I sort of started with what I didn't want because that's all I knew at the time. And then I looked at the opposite of that. What is that? I feel caged in. I want freedom. Um, you know, I'm not, I didn't feel like I, I was good at anything. Well, what would the opposite of that be? You know, maybe I could get creative. So I really started in the same position as many people do. They don't know what they want. So I, I actually, uh, I really started digging around. So I, I found my desire along the way. So I always say to people, um, don't panic if you don't know what you want to do. Like it is a true journey and process. So just take one step today and go do a class or go do something that may will, will take you to the next step. So that's the first thing. If you do have your desire, I think that is just the most powerful thing that you can have because um, in my experience, it, it just brought me everything because I was just so hooked into that joy of living in Italy and everything, a bowl of pasta made me happy, all of that. And now I understand with the law of attraction vibration, I was just in this pure alignment for who I was always meant to be. If you don't have that, I would um, always, I would do sort of what I also did in the beginning, which is uh, hook into a general feeling of what you want. So what I'm hearing you say is that you maybe didn't know exactly how things were going to turn out, but you knew how you wanted to feel. Yes. Feel at peace and excited and um, just like every day was the best day of your life. And so you worked toward that feeling. And, That's right. And Yeah, I, I really, a big thing for me was sort of this sensation of adventure and freedom. So everybody will have a different feeling that they want, but 
I felt like I had been put in a cage since I was 23 because I'd had a business, you know, when everybody else was traveling the world and backpacking and being irresponsible, I had to come home to this business. So for me, it was very much about freedom, adventure, variety, excitement, you know, being part of life. I felt like I'd been locked away out of life. So they were the, that's where I started my manifestation um, process in, in the sense of, oh, I want to be part of this thing. I want to be part of life. Um, but I didn't have the details then. So I just went with the emotion of a, what, what, what's adventure, okay? So I went and fed chickens on a farm. Why don't I go to Italy? What if I go and learn Italian course? So I sort of, I was really just poking around in the dark, um, but I had the feeling. I knew the feeling. So I guess that's, that was my starting point. And then I guess it really took me another six months or more of, of, of digging around till I hooked into Italy and I'm like, oh, hang on, this is amazing. This is, this is what I want a part of this. I'm not going home. <laughs> so that's when I got my very, very clear desire, but I certainly didn't have that in the beginning. Well, and something that we have talked about a lot that mm. you've helped me with tremendously is um, being able to find some balance. And mm. um, I know when you have a passion for something, and I think a lot of times, even when you're just an extremely creative person, balance can be a hard thing because mm. you, you get focused on what you want to do and you get focused on something and then you find yourself spending you know, 15 hours a day um, and then it becomes a, a period of time when you're burned out and you just mm. feel like, oh my gosh, I want this so badly, but I'm tired. I can't do it anymore. I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. Mm. Um, what is your advice about finding that balance in your life, especially if you can't just quit everything and move to Italy or, or if you're <laughs> in a position where you really know that you want something, but you have to spend um, smaller amounts of time in order to get there, you're experimenting. Um, because I have felt very out, out of balance in my life at times. Mm. And, mm. Um, and well, I, I only, you know, <clears throat> took me a long while to master the balance because I became a solo entrepreneur when I became a photographer. And like all solo entrepreneurs, you start off doing everything yourself and therefore, you know, in the very, very beginning there's not that much to do because you don't have any jobs. <laughs> but then as things snowball, um, you know, you become quite frenetic. And I resisted getting help because I had a damaged money story from when I, you know, did have um, – I did have a business and I had plenty of money. I didn't have love, tribe, and, um, you know, something I was really passionate about. So I didn't really understand two years later, but subconsciously I didn't want to um, risk losing my partner or risk losing my tribe and reward and go after the money. So that kept me in this, this cycle of doing everything on my own, which caused burnout, and then I ended up having three autoimmunes. So... I, I am the hugest number one fan for everybody to avoid this situation because um, it's not necessary. But often, what happens, say, for example, in my situation, many other people's situation, we have these blocks, we have these patterns, and they they hold us in, they hold us back. So in my situation, I was held back. But really, now in business, um, you can get support very cheaply. We're, we're open. The internet's an incredible place that you can find anything you want from a graphic artist to a virtual assistant online, um, you know, with incredible hourly rates. So I, it's one thing that I love working with entrepreneurs is to straight away get support because 
you know, the real art or the real creativity of someone like you, Suzanne, is the, the, what you can create. You know, everybody else can upload a blog post or somebody else can do certain things. But, you know, what, what's going to make your blog or what's going to make any creative totally unique is, is them, is that, that, that fabulous juice that you have. So it's really important that you get to do what you love as much as you can and don't get burnt out from doing all that other stuff around it. So I think it's a real art and it's a balance. Um, and I think, you know, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing balance. Like no one's got it perfect. I don't have it perfect, but I certainly, um, have created boundaries around everything for myself so that I have weekends. I, I finish work at six o'clock. I, I've created space so that I can have a really great life. Um, as well as, you know, be creative. And what I've found is, is having space makes me more creative. So instead of being burnt out and exhausted and I can't think of the next photograph I want to take, I've actually got time and space to think about that. So I think that's been a really valuable lesson for me, learning that doing less can give you more creativity. And then, of course, you can actually earn more money when you're more creative because you're, you know, you've got, you're doing something more interesting. I've actually found that in my life too, that when I take the time to sit down and look at a magazine or I take a day off or I go to the beach mm. and I actually um, get up and go for a walk on the beach instead of sitting down at my computer first thing, that, that I'm much more productive and, and very mm. definitely more creative. Um, and so, you know, I just remember hearing um, maybe Oprah Winfrey said it, to do what you love and the money will come. And that is something I think a lot of people don't understand and mm. there is this idea that you have to work really hard mm. in order to make money and and what I'm learning and what I've really seen with you is I, you put the work in mm. but but you're doing something that you love and it doesn't seem like work mm. and I know there'll be a lot of people who will listen to this conversation and they will say but you don't have to get up and go to this job but I still think that that what I want to say to people is that mm. you really can create the life you love. It may not come tomorrow, but like we started off talking about, if we take just one baby step at a time mm. and have some sort of an idea of how we want our lives to feel, that we really can um, create that wealth and abundance in our lives and not just wealth of money, but wealth of love and wealth of mm. Our you said. Um, so, is there any any bit of advice that you would give people who really, you know, need to put food on the table, who need to not quit their lives? As far mm -hmm. as, and I know you said, um, take a course, take, um, and there's so much available on the internet. But just any other piece of advice? Mm -hmm. you give? Yeah, I mean, I think the best advice is to do what you're doing today with love. Do your very, very, very best at whatever it is. If you're serving in a cafe today or you're at an office and your accounts, you're in the accounts department and you hate it, go, go forth today with love. Change your attitude or mindset around what you're doing today. And just remember there's no deadline on any of this stuff. Um, you know, there's no tomorrow will come and the day after will come and, and there will always be the time for you and you will find the moment that is right for you to take your first step, whatever it is. But whatever you're doing today, change change the way you feel about it. So if you're going to work and there's a guy that's annoying you, be charming to him. Um, you know, if you're at the post office or whatever you may be doing, um, 
be be open and kind and joyous and generous and you'll see straight away things start to come to you things the energy just starts moving around and changing and I think this is the thing that we all you know we stay in that negative energy because we hate our lives and then we just get more negativity so what you have the power to do uh, today is choose to say I'm going to make the best, best of today and best of my situation and then you know even that small mindset shift will actually shift energy and then, you know, you might be sitting there quietly one day and you get an idea and think, oh, I'd like to check out that art course or, or what if I, you know, um, gave my time to charity, uh, you know, just allowing yourself time. And I think that's the other thing, one other piece of advice I would say is um, quietening your mind. You know, our minds are like barking dogs and they are literally... <laughs> Um, you know, they take us off our path. So if you can do something you love, whether it's read a book or you meditate or go for a swim or go dive in the ocean, allow yourself to be because that is when you start getting connected to to you and your desires and you, you know, you'll find in these moments you get these little downloads of insights. So I think they're my two big advice pieces of advice is to do what you do with love and then and to just try and find some time for yourself just to be. I really love that answer. That's so good because you never know um, if you're open to it who the universe might put on your path. There have been things that have happened to me, people I've met along the way and didn't think anything about it, and it could end up being that they're very important in my life. That really kind of happened with you. I saw... Mm -hmm one of your photographs on a blog that I look at nearly every day. Mm. And I thought, gosh, I love that photograph. I'm going to look at her website. And then I mm. realized that you were a life coach and a business coach. And then I thought, I'm going to get in touch with her. <laughs> and you have changed the way that I've done nearly everything. Mm. Um, I've learned so much from you. And that was just because I took a few minutes to look at a blog that I really enjoy mm -hmm. and I followed the path that led me to you mm -hmm. and interviewing you for my very first podcast. So you just never know. So I, yeah. I love, love that mm. you said, just, you know, do everything you do with love because mm. that's really the secret. I, I believe that. Yeah. And scratching the surface, like what you did, I think that's a, a really, you know, uh, we we guide our lives, we get to choose. So you got to choose. I'm going to look at this a bit deeper. And that's the thing that I, I've, I really noticed in the beginning of my change is that I'd been quite superficial. I hadn't really scratched the surface of life in a lot of situations. So I think scratching the surface, saying, I want some knowledge. Um, you know, I want to find out about this subject. You know, we have the power now, thanks to the internet, <laughs> to find out almost anything. So... Yeah, curiosity for a reason, and so mm. I would just add: if you're curious about something, look into. Yes, I just want to add one thing for all the wonderful people listening: that um, this gorgeous woman here, Suzanne Smith, is such an inspiration. Um, anyway, if you get a chance to look into all of her wonderful, um, beautiful writings and uh, videos, all sorts of things, she's a dynamo. And they're just such an inspiration. So I really thank you for having me today. It's so lovely. Well, and you have given me the courage to just go out and do so many of the things that I've done. But so I want to ask you, what's mm. next for you? Whoa. Um, well, I started writing a book on um, 
I, you know, at the moment I've only really written a couple of chapters, so it's sort of new for me. Um, and even though before I photographed book, I really feel like I have a strong message to say, particularly to women. So that's what I'm one of the projects I'm working on. I'm working on a online course, which I promised myself for about eight years to do. But um, I'm working on an online course, and hopefully I'll be able to release um, in towards the end of December. And it's really for women to say yes to themselves. So it's all the things that I've learned along the way and all the great wisdoms I've learned from coaching. Um, and, of course, just more beauty. You know, for me, um, the photography, I'll always be a photographer in my heart because it connects me to, to people and situations and beauty. And I think, um, you know, it's such a, an incredible, wonderful way to express yourself. So I think um, there'll be more photos coming always. <laughs> Well, I can't wait to see them. I love everything you've done. And so tell me your your most favorite place to go and take pictures in the world. Um, you know, it's going to sound boring for anyone who knows me, but, you know, I love Italy. You know, Italy, I landed in that place you know, 18 years ago and something in my heart moved. I mean, literally, I was like, I'm, I've come home. I'll probably start crying any second now. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I get across that border. I live in Paris now. Um, so I get across the border and something inside of me just changes. And I find, um, you know, I just love, love taking pictures there. People are so open and they're generous. They're funny. They're kind. Um, and I just find it's a quirky little life. So, you know, I take lots of portraiture of women, which I adore. I, I love going to Italy. So, I, I guess, um, you know, if I had to pick a place, I'd say it was, it's Italy because I just feel really emotionally free there. I feel like they, you can do anything, you burst into tears and they're cool with it or you can jump on a table and dance and, <laughs> and, they're, and they're great about it. So it's very liberating. I think, I think you know, any, if anyone's out there who's divorced or breaking up, go to Italy. It's good for your soul. <laughs> I think it's the ultimate remedy. Forget forget the Xanax and going to the the therapist. Get down to Italy. You get a whole new. You get a whole. Yeah, your self esteem will you know go up by ten points. So it's um yeah it's a it's a it's a really incredible place and the Italians are really such a beautiful beautiful well, bunch of people. Yeah. It's on my list. I've been once, but definitely want to come back again. Yeah. Um, you live in Paris. How is it to live in Paris? It's great. You know, I I had a lot of years where I wasn't present because I wanted to be in Italy. So it took me a long time to get used to Paris because, of course, you know, Paris is a big city and it's not really one city necessarily, of course, unless you go with the right attitude, which I didn't have, um, where you you know, you don't get the open arms, welcome to Paris, come on in, guys, we'll just show you everything around here. It's kind of like, you know, it feels like a battle every day with an old bag. Um, so it is wonderful now because I made peace with Paris lots of years ago and it's an extraordinary, creative, inspiring, beautiful city and, you know, it's like anywhere. You just have to uh, understand how things work and how the the Parisians work, and and you can have a lot of fun. It's a, it's it's really really cool, and they are very kind and appreciative towards people who are doing creative things. So you get quite a big respect when you say, "Oh, what do you do?" You know, and you say a photographer, and they are like, "Oh, that's great!" You know, and people are very very interested and respectful. So um, 
you know, it is really, it's a really beautiful city to live in. I think for women particularly, it's a very feminine city. You know, there's every boutique and every little box of candy you buy is all wrapped up with a beautiful bow. So it can be quite nurturing um, of your feminine side. It can be quite tough too. You know, there's days that you're pulling your hair out, but um, it is a visual cake. <laughs> well, and so um, just one more question because I know mm-hmm. I can go on and talk with you forever. So you mentioned how beautiful everything is in Paris. How important do you think it is for us to find ways to bring beauty into our lives? I think beauty is obligatory. I don't think it's a luxury. I don't think. Um, I, I think beauty, particularly for women, it has an effect on on our souls. It has an effect on us. And I, you know, I try and find beauty. I am a Libran, but um, I try and find beauty all the time, everywhere. And you know, I constantly have flowers in my home, and I add things, and I, you know, bring art and all sorts of different ways of, of making bringing beauty into my life. And particularly in Paris, I. I seek out beauty. You know, there's some extraordinary gardens where I'll just go and sit in the garden um, if I'm having a tough time or something. So I think it's really underestimated beauty. I think beauty, yeah, it's underestimated. It is not a luxury. It's obligatory, ladies. So go buy yourself a bunch of flowers, um, you know, make an area in your home that you feel so good in and it's beautiful. Um, It's really important for your spirit to to see and feel beauty. Um, it makes you feel beauty, beautiful too. And I think a lot of self-confidence comes from us, you know, looking at how our surroundings and how we, we look after ourselves with self-care. So I would suggest, um, you know, add beauty wherever you can. I think that's really good advice and I completely agree with you. And so, Carla, tell us where we can find you. I know yes. Carla Coulson.com. Yeah, carlacoulson.com at C-A-R-L-A-C-O-U-L-S-O-N.com. Uh, you can find my coaching site um, through that or you can find it at carlacoulsoncoaching.com. And uh, through all of that there, you'll find my prints and coaching and workshops and photography. So uh, pretty much it's all accessible via carlacoulson.com. And I will make sure to have all of your information um, available if anybody wants to look you up. And thank you so much for talking to me today. I just really can't tell you how much you've meant to me and how much you're going to continue to to mean to me. I'm excited to actually come and meet you in person and not just see you on a screen one day. (laughs) Me too. um, I just, I've loved talking to you and I know that you've shared so much um, information and just so many things that will help women to improve their lives. So thank you. My thank pleasure. You. Thank you. And check out Suzanne's core video because that is the thing that inspired me to get my <laughs> my, my core in shape. No, thank you very much. It's absolute joy and it's just been such a beautiful time that we've been able also to, to work together. So thank you for everything. Well, I know I can't wait to see what you do next and uh, I'm sure that it will be wonderful. So talk again soon. Thank you. Okay. My pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Head on over to the Crazy Blonde podcast page and hit subscribe so you can listen anytime. Simply download your favorite podcast app and don't miss an episode. Happy listening.